I'm gonna put a buzz Damn, Chris, on the internet one day A Chris said, you know, let's make a podcast, boy Come on now, what do you say? Well, what will this podcast be about? Sit down with a tear in his eye We got stories that people tell each other From Luetti and Empire to the city of Mumbai Oh, you mean urban legends And the podcast was urban legends With Bill and Chris You take care, y'all Hello and welcome to this very solemn episode of Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and other such things. I am professional widow, Chris Flynn, and with me, as always, is professional warner, it's Mr. Neil Herbert. Um, I think it's, we should probably, you know, we should, um, we should make, we should, make notice of the fact that we are actually recording this during the Queen's funeral, um, which uh, which is the only way that we could cope, really. I mean, what I'd like you to consider, Chris, mm. is that, you know, we shouldn't grieve too much at this point in time. Look back on all the happy memories we have. Yeah. As a, as a mortician or whatever they're called. What's the English? What's the... Uh-huh. the funeral bloke? <laughs> I don't know words. Um, so my... Uh, I don't know, a funeral, I can't remember, my grandfather or grandmother, but they, that was the, the line they had. Oh, really? About, well, it's about celebrating their life, not just about grieving. It is, and is that why and you're... You've always got to speak in that really sort of low but respectful voice. And is that, Neil, why you're dressed as Paddington the Bear? Oh, you don't want to see where my marmalade sandwich has been put, I'll tell you that much. Always because that. she had a very wicked, <laughs> sense, very wicked sense oh. of humour. Well, to be fair, yeah, you know, she... Uh, the like, James I mean, Bond thing did a yeah did a thing for James Bond for the Olympics. That's good. Famously, she wrote the theme tune for James Bond. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah, it was Nonny Morn was it um, Monty Norman? That was a, that was pseudonym for Her Majesty. I believe Regina so. And I um I believe that uh, she uh, she was in the the casting room when they cast uh, Sir Roger Moore and. Yeah. Um, she she taught him how to do the eyebrow thing. Taught him how to do the eyebrow thing. Never looked back. No, um, he didn't have many other layers as an actor, but well, if you don't need any more. Do you? you got that? What you got? Well, something like that in your locker. Exactly. It's um, Oscar with the material. The, the rich, the rich vaudeville tradition of being like having one trick and then yeah. just doing that to different audiences. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the Queen passed away. Um, my feelings on it, as no one's no one's asking, is that um, it's sad for a family. I, I, apart from that, I I don't. It's not not really mean means much to me. But then that the royal family doesn't really mean much to me. So uh, there we go. Moderate Republican, but end of an era and all that. You know. My only thing nothing, is nothing against. I would be I'd be completely okay. Republican, but my thing is. That at the moment, if we did do that, then basically because of the people we have in charge in government, then basically the Crown Estates would just be sold off to Jess Bezos and some oligarchs and they'd pay like 1% tax on it and just frack it all. So um, at the moment, it's slightly the better. Like the royal family is the better the devil we know situation because of hypercapitalism. So, Well, yeah, and you don't know who you get, you know, elected head of state. I mean, fair enough. But... um yeah, I don't. Yeah, who knows what sort of chance we get into? So, I'd like. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I would have liked it if um, Boris Johnson had, had carte blanche, really. 
See what happens. We like living hours in Wonderland. Um, so there we go. I think that I think um, that's that's that dealt with. I think in a in a very uh, respectful and calm manner. Neil, yeah. constitutional that... monarchy five out of ten, but then slowly getting better given what we Spookiness, are. Spookiness ten. <laughs> so um, yeah, good, well, good, good, good luck to people who sort of. You know, there's. A, I mean, to be fair, the, the thing for me has always been it's kind of like you know people seem to whenever they do the polling, there's always a majority of people who want to have a constitutional monarchy. So fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah, I'm kind of not. It's it's quite far down the the list of oh yeah, it's, the things to worry lot, about lot, with our country at the moment. About, yeah. All the world. So we get back to normal towards the end of this week, and everything terrifyingly gets worse and worse. Yeah. So, Neil, um, talking about terrifying and things getting worse and worse, how do you feel about canyons, the um, geolo- geological formation? I mean, you know, they're up there as a geological formation, aren't they? Largely impressive. A bit showy, maybe. Yeah, I prefer a gorge, personally. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do prefer a gorge. But we've talked about, we've, we've spoken about a canyon before, um, and we're going into the realm of the... Haunted Canyon again today, Neil. So that's nice, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and it is uh, Turnbull, Turnbull Canyon, which is in California. Oh. I believe that um, Hot Chili Peppers did a, a double album on it. Um, and so the, into gonna... the canyon and then out of the canyon was part two, I think. Yeah, that was... <laughs> did, did a bit of heroin in the canyon in between. <laughs> Had a sleep in the canyon. <laughs> yeah, wrote some phone chains. Nice. Woke up in a canyon. Um, so I'm taking this from a new source today, um, and it is the QuakerCampus.org. Mm. Mm. See, I don't, I don't know much about different Christian sects, but from what I do know, the Quakers generally seem all right. Yeah, I'd kind of have to agree. I, mean, I honestly don't know. This is, this is my, my um, tissue-thin depth research, but... Yeah, I like they're, the pa- they're pacifists, aren't they? And they're yeah, also they're very, chari- but they're they're very actually, charitable. Yeah, and they actually a lot of them did volunteer during the war, but they would become stretcher bearers and stuff. Like they wouldn't mm. fight, but they would actually be medics and stretcher bearers and things like that. So, you know, fair play. Yeah, so good on the Quakers. So, um, sorry, I'm just eating a grape in um, in memory of our of our slurps and twining tea, which had the royal crescent. <laughs> might, it might not do in two months' time, so I'll have to you know. Drink your Dutch original. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it'll just, it'll well, just be. Don't say that. Just because he, just because he looks like a chimp. <laughs> I mean, I imagine but, him trying to take a piano downstairs <laughs> with a friend yeah, would be a comical. Him and Prince Andrew, yeah, that would be. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> Prince Andrew's shadow looming yeah. up behind him like Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, so, talk, speaking of Prince Andrew, this article is called "The Ascension to Hell." <laughs> Yes. The haunted history of Turnbull Canyon. So I've had a, I had a brief scan over. And when I say scan, I looked how long the article was and saw if it would fill in enough time. Um, but it seems like there's like some real stuff and some spooky stuff and all kinds of stuff going on here. So um, you, um, you, I think real you could stuff be and spooky stuff. What more could you have? Bit, bit of a roller coaster. Um, so the article was originally posted to. Uh, Poetinus by Alexandria Valnuzuel. Um, and there's a trigger warning at the start. 
Um, and it's that this article contains mentions of suicide, moida, and the KKK. Be, be aware, people listening. Yeah, so if you... I'm, well, I was going to say, if you're not a fan of yeah, suicide, murder, and KKK, I, hope, I don't think I most of are, us are. Hopefully, yeah. But um, if those things are particularly triggering for you, then, um, you know, be grow advised. up. Grow up a bit. Um, so, there's a little culture warrior here, Chris, <laughs> coming out of the shell. Well, yeah. Queen's dead now. Everything's, everything's yeah, up for grabs. Off. <laughs> it's the new Caroline era. Did you see that? Not Elizabethan, was Charlesian. I thought she called oh, it Charlesian era. You know, they call it Caroline. It's like Jacobean for James, wasn't it? It's they use the was Latin, that? I believe. Yeah, Caroline era now. I know that Jacobean whiskey's really cheap and rough. Yeah. Just little little tip, and you buy it in news agents. I, I, I imagine Al first would have been up for a bit of that. Bit of Jacobite whiskey, yeah. Some interesting, uh, yeah. So, Turnbull Canyon has long been rumoured to be the home of occult meetings, ghostly haunts, and the scene of brutal murders and tragic accidents. How is it that this seemingly uh, seemingly peaceful hiking trail has earned a reputation as a place of mischief and evil? Well, if you've got a big enough canyon, you're bound to have a few murders there, aren't you? Yeah, Grand Canyon. It's surprising. Oh, you wouldn't want to know what's going on in the Grand Canyon. Not allowed to. Yeah. It's all um, fenced off these days. Yeah, exactly. It's like Area 51. Are all canyons made by uh, the slow action of rivers? Uh, no, it's it's the devil. Um <laughs> Right, this was the devil yeah. dances. Yeah, he gets he gets he has to bury himself into the ground trying to look for hell. Do you think that the devil dances like Mick Jagger? Well, not, unlike. Like not unlike. Not unlike. Do you reckon Mick Jagger dances like the devil? Yeah, I, I reckon he got taught some moves at a crossroads somewhere. Do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> does the canyon truly keep dark secrets? Or are the tales of a Hell's Gate, a mysterious plane crash, KKK meetings, just ghost stories? Plane crash ghost stories, interesting. Our team delved team. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've got resources to put on this nonsense. That's good to know. Uh, it is good to know. Uh, delved into the Turnbull Canyon, present and past, determined to plummet steps and get to the truth, however far down it may drag us. Well, however much Googling we had to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, not not to throw um, stones in our luxuriously appointed glass house here. But... <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? It's like the Crystal Palace. <laughs> All burned down. <laughs> so, while the sun's rays steadily creep behind the sycamore trees and the gentle breeze promises serenity, Hidden deep within the many rises and ravines that separate Whittier from Hacienda Heights is the sinister history of Turnbull Canyon, Turnbull Canyon, a macabre past filled with rumours of an insane asylum, ghostly sightings, and a tragic plane crash. So there's a canyon with an insane asylum inside it. Oh, well, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, I mean, it's a good, place, good place to put it. Don't, have, place, to look, yeah. don't have to look at the um, mentally ill patients. That's good. Difficult for easy. Like they can only come in and get out one of two ways. You'd imagine so easily defensible position. I'm just thinking it'd be like that city carved in the rock. Was it? Is it Petri? Petra, yeah. Petra, yeah. That's it. Sorry, yeah. Well, there's those. Um, there's those churches in Ethiopia which are literally dug down into the rock of like mm. like improper bedrock um, from the early sort of Coptic church. 
Um, they're impressive. I quite like to see them. Like they've literally just like this big, just basically rock, and they've dug right instead of like chipping it into a mount, like into a cliff or whatever. They actually dug down so the churches are all under foot level, but then kind of dug in and did all the rooms and the pew and everything. Yeah, and yet millennials are complaining they can't afford a house. Just go and get, make yourself a little house in Cheddar Gorge. Well, yeah, that's all going to be owned, though, isn't it? I um, I know that uh, a lot of it wasn't a serious assertion, Chris. But never mind. Well, I mean, I'm I'm willing to take any ideas on how I can get a house at the moment. (laughs) So, even if you do not believe in ghost stories, the residents of Whittier have reason to be concerned about what goes on on the many trails in Turnbull Canyon. Sure. There's persistent rumours of a macabre sane asylum remains in the realm of legend, but the murder of Gloria Gaxiola and the plane crash of 1952 are all too real. That's causing some residents to wonder why the canyon seems to be like a landlocked Bermuda Triangle. A magnet for the unexpected tragedies and chill-seeking adventurers. Some residents were even convinced that the area is tainted by a malevolent energy. Even with its bloody history, though there's still something about Turnbull Canyon that continues to entice those seeking either a respite from the urban sprawl in its green spaces or escape from youthful boredom in its haunted history. So Hacienda Heights, I've heard of that. So where is Turnbull Canyon? I've heard of the Hacienda, but I don't think this is in Manchester. I don't think, no, I don't think so. Let's have a quick look, little look here. We're somewhere near the, the border to um, Central America, I'm one guess, is because that's the end of Spanish, isn't it? Yeah, but a lot of stuff in California has Spanish. Mm. Spanish name. Uh, uh, so it's it's pretty much within Los Angeles. Okay. Greater Los Angeles. It's only um, like 10 kilometres from the centre. Yeah, Hacienda Heights is like a district in Los Angeles, I think. Well, I I know now, but that's what I thought. Tribal history. Looking through the numerous websites on the myths and hauntings of Turnbull Canyon, one of the most popular theories, I mean, like the murders and stuff, you would think, well, it's in Los Angeles, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, It's in a canyon. It's in a city. Surrounded, kind of, it's like a, it, it kind of looks like a kind of parkland area with kind of houses all kind of ringing it. So it's not like it's not like completely wild. It's called Turnbull Canyon. Yeah. So looking at, through the numerous websites on the myths and hauntings of Turnbull Canyon, one of the most popular theories for all the horrific events is that Native American spirits are still angry about having their land taken away. Fair enough. Although these claims cannot be proven, there was a history of tension between white interlopers and the indigenous people when it came to the canyon. In the mid-1840s, there were many conflicts over the ownership of the land in California, which at the time belonged to Mexico, and which the US was trying to annex. In early 1845, William Workham became captain of a cadre of Americans and Europeans serving with Governor Pio Pico in his fight against Governor... Uh, Manuel Torina in the Battle of uh, Quejunga Pass during the Mexican-American War. Mm. Following the battles against um, Torina, uh Pio Pico was appointed governor of Alta California. P- 
PICO awarded William Workman 49,000 acres of land, which included what people now know as Turnbull Canyon. Workman did not get along well with the uh, Gabrielino Indians, who were the original inhabitants of the land. Even though the Gabrielinos would later work for him, it is said they would raid his property from time to time. Good. The Gabrielinos were understandably upset because prior to Workman's arrival, the land was invaded by the Spanish conquistadors. Father Junipero Serra, a founder of some of the California missions, recounted in a letter uh, the brutality of the Spanish soldiers to the Viceroy of Mexico. When the Indian men sought to defend the women, the soldiers killed several with musket balls, Sierra wrote. Given the history, some people have concluded that the spirits of the uh, Gabrielinos haunt the canyon along with the ghosts of William Workman. Makes sense. According to hauntedlosangeles.blog.spot.com, some claim to still hear war drums up in the canyon. Whittier College alumni Hugo Guizman grew up in Whittier and believes in the many tales of the canyon. He even spoke of an odd experience he had while walking around the canyon. A friend, a friend and I once climbed down the ravine and we had to hike out through the brambles to get out, Guizman said. There was something following us. We never saw it, but we could hear it and its presence. So, yeah, I can believe there are still some angry spirits out there. Other Witcher residents say that all the fright hype about the canyon is just a bunch of Bologna. Mm. I have heard all the stories about the canyon and I still don't think it's haunted or anything. Former Whittier resident and experienced hiker Amanda Garcia said, I have been up in the canyon several times. I've never had any odd experiences. Amanda's got a deep voice, isn't she? She's got a lovely deep voice. She's a 40-a-day woman. Mm. (laughs) Alec Martinez believes that everything that has happened in Turnbull is just coincidence. It is just unreasonable that people try and make out to be a place of evil, Martinez said. Yes, bad things happen up there, but bad things happen all the time, everywhere. He's a bit nihilistic, isn't he? I'll tell you what. Bad things happen around him, apparently. Yeah, but they all like dark eye makeup on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to his Walkman. So here's a horror tale for the ages, Neil. When speaking to Whittier residents about the myths and incidents surrounding Turnbull Canyon, actually, do you know what? I'm going to rewind. What, what do you think so far? So where we're at is that it could be haunted Indian ground. Well, we started promisingly, and then there was the usual, let's blame, you know, Native Americans peoples or whatever, or yeah. First, First Nation, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the usual go-to, isn't it? Um Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, where's, again, where's it's missing, one of those... Where's these missing planes and... I was expected to be a lot more full of incident. Oh, we're getting into that. Oh, OK. This was just a, this was just a pre- preamble. I've had a taster, but, yeah, I'm ready to dive into the main course now. OK. When speaking to Whittier residents about the myths and incidents surrounding Turnbull Canyon, few of them knew how the canyon was named uh, after a Scottish immigrant, Robert Turnbull. In Forgotten Tales documentary series, executive producer John Garside discusses the historical background of Turnbull Canyon in the episode, How the Canyon Got Its Name. Fascinating story. It was bought by a bloke called Turnbull. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was oh, quick, thanks. Next episode. <laughs> um, That's Snackable like content. What was that? What was that really short-lived channel? It was called something like... Do you remember this one? It basically, they some some, some venture capitalists set up a channel. Oh, there we go. It was full of bite-sized. Co- it was literally like you know, like three-minute sitcoms and stuff. Sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, it folded a year later. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what TikTok is, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of that kind of, kind of thing. thing. But it's, but it was like you know, with high production values and all the rest of it. But um, on the well, idea yeah, but was you watch it on your mobile phone. But if you're making a sitcom. Surely, come from a financial point of view, because you have to build the set to do it. Then, the longer the episode, the kind of more bang for your buck you're getting. It's kind of if you're doing really short episodes, and that's just massively diminishing returns on the outlay that you're making. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't say it was a good idea, but uh, I can't well, I'm no, but hey, but Neil, I'm no venture capitalist. Exactly. But what do I know? Well, sure, billions to invest. So, um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, my mum didn't buy an opal mine off of a, a, an Italian wink wink. Um, <clears throat> so, Garside tells the story of Robert Turnbull, who arrived in California in 1873, where he lived until being murdered in 1888. So, well, that's an up and down day, isn't it? You know, you, you just, you've achieved your life's ambition, you bought a canyon. You name it after yourself, and then uh, then you get. Well, he had fifteen. He had fifteen years. Yeah. To enjoy it. Oh, I mean, well. I, I don't know if I could get fifteen years of joy out of a canyon. Could you? Yeah, I'd probably want to get murdered by that point. Yeah, probably. What are you do with the canyon? It's just his pissed off spirit. He couldn't believe. Oh no! I don't know what you do with the canyon. It's not good for farming or anything, is it? it can maybe graze farming goats. Farm You're goats. not going to get tourists because they're all off down the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I don't know. The less Grand Canyon? I just call it Herbert Canyon. Fair enough. Yeah. The, call it a day. Canyon disappointment. Yeah. Um, so, Robert Turnbull was a shepherd who moved to California. Uh, can you imagine going from the lush hills of Scotland where you're East shepherding yeah. to a canyon in California, to an arid canyon in California? Oh, the sheeps aren't taken. <laughs> no, wouldn't they? Would they? Um, so uh, he was a shepherd who moved to California. Seeking... Bring goats. Well, that's where. But does a shepherd know how to? Well, how to manage goats? Or just with the times. Um, so he moved to California, seeking to make money in real estate, because you know, um, knowing. Knowing how to manage sheep and move them around different pastures gives you an innate knowledge on how to buy and sell property. Well, there's lots of people who think they can make loads of money out of property. I mean, to be fair, you, you know, can make a load of money out of property. Capital, it's if not, you've got the capital, yeah. it's very easy, yeah. So the first patch of land he bought was located in LA near the Macy Street Bridge, now known as the Cesar Chavez Bridge. Not long after moving to California, Turnbull gained a reputation as the town drunk. That's good. <laughs> you don't be telling me I can't raise sheep up here. <laughs> um, it is said that people who had known Turnbull and who did business with him never saw him completely sober. His drunkenness would be a leading factor in his murder. 
Oh, I imagine he got good deals. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. can we just have some swally? Hey, I'll sign anything. Can I have a drink? Yeah, buy, buy low, so high, or buy, buy drunks. Or drunk. yeah, buy, buy drunk. That's what they say, don't they? Buy so drunk. Drunker. Buy drunk, buy high. Yeah. So, uh, around the same time, Turnbull was making his way in the real estate. Uh, the owners of the Temple Workman Bank, William Workman and his son-in-law, uh, FPF Temple, were poorly managing their business. In 1875, the state's economy collapsed and the bank was unable to meet the demands of the townspeople. Unable to save their business, the bank was closed in January of 1876. And in May of 1876, Richard Garvey told Workman... Uh, that Elias J. Lucky Baldwin, a landowner investing in the LA uh, area of real estate market, was going to foreclose on his property. A couple of days later, Workman grabbed his revolver and took his own life. Mm. Well, it did happen back in those days, didn't it? A lot of private banks who could just, you know, they yeah. were running them and they just closed. Shoot themselves. Yeah. Well, did. Hey, at least, you know, I'm not suggesting you should have done that, but... Um, You're talking about the 2008 bank. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a guy around the bank who um, you know, obviously felt tremendously guilty. Well, he did commit suicide. Oh, well, mm. this, oh this guy here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you, sorry, say, are you saying it was a more honourable thing than bankers these days? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think they'd even apologise, let alone fall They don't, no, they don't apologise. They, they don't ask, expect anyone to take their own life. But uh, they, they they go cap in hand to the government for bailout money, which yeah. they then use, rather than to give to the customers of the bank, they then use to give themselves bonuses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. And they don't pay any of it back. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, you see, the problem with this uh, free market capitalism is that rule number one is that it's meant to be a self-correcting system, and if a business goes under, then the government shouldn't intervene. Hmm, interesting. That's not how it works at all. Well, I'm just waiting to find out how the town drunk managed to buy a canyon, Chris. I think that's quite an inspiring story. Yes, all right. I mean, I guess... I mean, canyon... how, many, how many drunks do you know have bought their own canyon? That's pretty good. Well, there's not many canyon drowns here. Most of them are owned by the... Crown Estate. Um, I imagine that if you're very pissed, then you'd rather sleep in a canyon than like just on the plains. So maybe that's why. Good, you know, if you sort of like just piss yourself like in the a, night, it just could like, air you out, wouldn't it? So it's it's kind, of like a, kind of like a massive bus stop. Yeah, <laughs> no, just bus stop. Um, I think the closest to that I've done is sleep in a garage at the back of my. I live with my mum in the back of my mum's flat. It was our garage, like we used yeah. it for storage, but um, I'd locked myself out of the flat and knew that the lock was broken on the garage, so I just went and slept in the garage on some pallets. Oh, it's like Bill. Nice. It was like that, yeah. It was nice, yeah. Um, long time ago now. Oh, Pat's the drunk friend. <laughs> Lovely and cosy. That keeps just, you off the wet floor. Keeps you off the wet floor, yeah. yeah. Well, I was fortunate because... Um, there was also some sort of dust sheets for keeping furniture not dusty. So, you know, that's a nice blanket. <laughs> not a lovely blanket. Yeah, it's all right. Use your jumper or whatever to make a pillow. Well, the thing is, right, uh, I, I kind of think that sort of having big loads of garages for cars to sleep in around the back of flats is probably space you could use to build more housing for people. 
you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just have an underground car park or something and then actually have housing for people rather than massive, massive kind of, uh, as we're apparently limited for space because we're not allowed to build anywhere, then probably get rid of the garages, build some housing and build some underground parking if needs be. Lack of affordable housing is the issue, really, but there you go. Yeah, exactly. Or just convert the garages. Just let people live in garages. That'd be all right. <laughs> you could make a, you know, I've seen worse bed sets. Oh, indeed. <laughs> um, so, following the downfall of the Temple Workmen, the uh, death of Workmen, and the death of Workmen, sorry, Turnbull was appointed to an advisory committee that con- uh, consisted of the bank's largest creditors. The committee was to work towards getting the townspeople their money back, whether they did or not is unclear. Being part of the advisory committee, Turnbull was able to buy land for cheap. Mm. All drunk up. That's how you get a canyon. I'll take it, no worries. Get you safe from the advisory board. A mm. canyon, is it? All right, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, lovely. Have you got a wee swallow for me? Nice. Uh, that is when he decided to buy Turnbull Canyon, which cost him almost nothing because it has no redeeming quality. Um, Turnbull liked the canyon because it was a great place for sheep whose wool made him a great profit and it had an active stream. Oh, there water, you go. So it's good rights, for shepherding. Water rights in California. That's where the big bucks are now. It's turning into Chinatown all of a sudden. <laughs> in 1885, two Quaker men um Aquila Pickering and Jonathan Bailey were searching land in California to start a new colony. They purchased land surrounding the canyon and seeing that the canyon had the water resource they needed to start the new settlement, they approached Robert Turnbull and offered to buy the land. Knowing the value his land had, Turnbull refused to sell it. Mm. For two years, the Quakers continued to make Turnbull offers. And in June of 1887, they presented Turnbull their final and highest offer of $30,000, which is a lot of money back then. I imagine. That was nearly half the money the Quakers invested into what is now known as Uptown Whittier. Uh, Finally, Turnbull accepted the offer. On January 18th, 1888, Robert Turnbull spent the evening, as he had many others, Drinking. On its way back home, he fell off his horse and was arrested for public drunkenness. Pfft, fucking nanny state. <laughs> the next morning, after spending a night in jail, Turnbull returned to his home with a broken, bruised, and bloodied face. He had been beaten but could not recall how. Oh, I've, been, I've taken a bit of a beating there. Man, the enough, wasn't I? I can't remember who did that. Do you know Canyon? You got Canyon named after you, fuck. <laughs> Oi, Canyon boy! Hey, your boy, get here. As a result of his injuries, the next day, Turnbull succumbed to a brain aneurysm that the coroner said was the result of a blow to the head. I mean, I'm thinking he just fell off the horse and well, and I mean, face planted it. He, I mean, yeah, he was either, you know, he had a lot to say on the way home, managed to uh, <laughs> get smacked Hey, about. you, hey, you, I'm talking to you. Or, uh, yeah, as you say, just you don't even have a can, you? Face planted off of his horse. I mean, this is why they take him in for public drunkenness, isn't it? Just to let him sleep it off and then let him out the next day. Yeah. Do they, do, do they still do that? I, th- I assume, <laughs> I think I think people still get a night in the cells, don't they? But you'd probably get a like public order offence or something. 
if yeah, like you, you're in some situations where somebody's like like a danger to others or themselves, uh, you know, or it's, but it's just you know, you know, real drunkenness. They can't sort of like take it, and they just yeah, keep it in themselves. Various places, well, I don't know that sort of happens in the UK because I don't know anyone really cares. No, it's kind you of you have weird. to arrest too many people, frankly. You'd have to arrest too many people. But there's also there used to be a thing where pubs, like legally, were meant to stop serving you if you were too drunk. That was still the case. Yeah, They're but technically they, but, breaking the law. I don't care. But none of none of them do anymore. They used to, but none of them do anymore. They're like, if you can stand and you can pay for it, I don't care, sort of thing. Mm. Like, I guess that's just because the hospitality industry's struggling. But well, do you remember, like years and years ago, we were down the Gladstone pub in Brighton, and um, it was something like I don't know one o'clock. I think we just done a rehearsal or something. All right. And a guy oh, yeah. walked in absolutely shit faced. It was about sort of oh, like, down, two in the afternoon. Down Lewis Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they refused to serve him. I don't know why. I don't know why this sticks in my mind. Was that the same fifteen years ago? Was that the same day when someone came up and tried to sell us some stolen meat? (laughs) That was a different time. That was a different time. Good times at the Gladstone. I mean, it happened more than once. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they refused to serve him. But then he just made a whole thing of. I I think it's that classic drunken logic. I think he thought if he sat there enough and acted normal, then they'd realise no, he was quite. But he just ended up sort of like trying to count his change and spilling it all over the bar, and then sort of like slowly coming back. I think it's just probably all of those incidents probably just merged together (laughs) with times when it's been me. Uh, So, (laughs) 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 so uh, brain aneurysm, blow to head. The aneurysm caused Turnbull to fall off the Macy Bridge into the LA River, where his body was later discovered. Coroners concluded that Turnbull had been murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose it technically, I mean, it sounds like manslaughter to me if, if he was assaulted. Yeah, Whether or not somebody, I mean, if he'd been murdered, you would have thought they would have finished the job off, but. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not pre, it doesn't sound premeditated. No. Or, I don't know, maybe it was. Yeah, whatever. I had no legal brain. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a free yeoman of the land. Oh, I, yeah. I I only only work by natural the natural law of being a free man. Um, when the Quakers got the news that Turnbull had died, they decided to name the canyon after him, since he was kind enough to sell them the land. Um, anyway, it's sort of like, the third offer or something, but fair enough. Like yeah. I'm, I know, I know this goes against the Quaker code, but it was, I reckon it was them. That... Yeah, I was, well, this is what I was expecting the first. When he, when he was saying like he refused to sell. Yeah, I, and then I was, I was expecting when, Quaker, when Quakers Quaker go size. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Quakers breaking bad or quaking bad. I don't know. Quaking bad. Don't know nice. Um, yeah, and I was, but then, you know, the fact that he'd already sold it and maybe not, but, uh, yeah, you never know. Uh-huh. Maybe you're so obnoxious yeah. in the negotiations. They're like, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the next they day... They pray the... to God, and he's like, no, no, seriously, he's having the back of my hand. <laughs> There's a time for New Testament. There's a time for Old Testament. This motherfucker's in the New Testament. <laughs> you look in the Quaker's ledger, and they get a mysterious donation of exactly $30,000 yeah. the next day. Yeah. Hmm. So, of course, the guy that was named after was murdered, said Griezmann, laughing, when he told the story of Robert Turnbull. Sounds like a character. Yeah, the canyon is a place of darkness. I grew up in Whittier. It's just a spooky place in general, but that canyon, that canyon can be a really weird place. Every time I go there, I feel something eerie. Oh, dear. Uh, Okay, so that's how it was named. So here we go. The Forgotten Crash of Flight 416. 
The sun gleams beyond the hillsides of Turnbull Canyon, casting a warm glow on all that lays beneath it. The sycamore trees rustle gently with the soft winds, and overlooking this peaceful view of the valley, one could never imagine the carnal destruction that had taken place here. On April 18, 1952, the LA International Airport Control Tower lost contact with Lewis Powell, captain of Flight 416. The plane was expected to land in Inglewood, California, at the LA International Airport sometime around 3.30am, but it never arrived. Captain Powell last made contact with the tower at 3.33am, saying that the plane, uh, plane was positioned over the city of La Habra. Several radio calls were made to Captain Powell and his crew, but a response never came. Around 10 a.m. at that same morning, a rancher named Hayden Jones was driving around Whittier Heights Ranch when he saw smoke rising from the hills. Concerned, he climbed uh, up a hill to find flames and pieces of steel smashed into the hillside canyon. Nearby residents awoke to the sound of the plane crash. According to the police reports, some thought a bomb had exploded and others suspected it was a plane run short because it seemed so unlikely that a plane would crash in a canyon. Today, many of the younger generations who have grown, grown up in Whittier and have heard of the incident have written it off as a myth and are surprised to learn the plane crash, another Turnbull Canyon story featured on Forgotten Tales, actually happened. Mm. The reason the plane crashed was because Captain Powell decided to fly 10 feet below the suggested altitude. It had been speculated that the reason Powell chose to fly at the lower altitude was due to a thick fog that made it difficult for him to see where he was flying. The plane crashed as its wings scraped along the side of the narrow canyon and spun out of control. I mean, 10 feet, if you're... 10 feet... That is a very... It's a very low margin of, for error, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 I feet. Mean, you know, the height of a basketball it. hoop. So normally you just buzz this canyon, but... You know, oh, <laughs> it's, it's 10 foot here, I can probably get below the fog. Fuck's sake, that sounds a bit... I was expecting, like, catastrophic engine failure or something. Ah. <laughs> they just, just like to scratch the wings on the bloody <laughs> canyon. Well, yeah, there's that. And also, aren't you meant to sort of, when it's foggy or whatever, you just fly by the instruments on the plane? Or, or don't fly if it's that fucking bad. I don't know, really. Well, I know, but... but he was coming in to land, so... Oh, right, OK. Yeah. So, according to those that inspected the crash site, the plane burst into flames upon impact. Motor ranchers did not uh, spot the burning plane until 10am because fog had been concealing the billowing smoke. As authorities cleaned up after the crash, they found it difficult to pin down how many passengers there had been on board. It had not, it had not been for a document that had all on board uh, recorded. They may have never known because some of the passengers had disintegrated in the flames. There were a total of 29 people on board flight 416. All the passengers were said to have died at the moment of impact. One of the passengers on board was a resident of Whittier named Harriet Parmelli. Parmelli was 29 when she died in the plane crash. She was a flight attendant who was off duty at the time on board flight 416 to get back home after staying with family in Michigan for Uncle Claude Parmelli's funeral. Claude Parmelee was in his sporting goods store at the time of his death. A gas leak has erupted into the massive explosion. After having lost his daughter and brother in such a short time frame, Gail Parmelee suffered from a broken heart that killed him two months after Harriet Parmalee's death. Both he and his daughter were laid to rest in the Rose Hill Cemetery. 
Mm. Mm. So, so that's a, that's another incident. Tick that off. Well, that's that's pretty much our first incident, isn't it? Other than the murder. Well, I would consider a murder an incident, wouldn't you? Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Well, you're so didn't... jaded. <laughs> yeah, there's not at least 29 deaths. I don't regard that. Yeah, it doesn't register for me. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering if the black box just recorded some, like you know, Scottish drunk shepherd, just you know, wanting a wanting to know what you're Yeah, well, let's have a little go now. Um, would I don't think black spook the pilot? Either. When did black boxes come in? Later than that. Uh, yeah, it's probably fifties or sixties, I guess. So next, next section, Neil: the hunt for Hell's Gates. Mm. Oh, is there a Hellgate down there as well? Yeah. So is is this plane crashing? Why they call it um, like the Bermuda Triangle, or does that happen regularly? No, I think it's because of the amount of incidents in quite a small okay. location. So we've had a murder and a plane crash so far. Fair enough. Yeah. Just keeping score. That's all right. That's what you. That's what you're here for. It's scorekeeper essentially. Um, so between Skyline Drive and Descending Drive, the meandering path is said to lead to Hell's Gates. This is our second Hell's Gate, isn't it? So I, I believe it's the second or third. Um, we had Skull Cemetery, didn't we? But wasn't, there, wasn't there some asylum that was supposedly had what, Hell's Gate? Cropsey. Yeah, I think it might have been. I, I don't know. I can remember Skull Cemetery. There's a, I think there's a, there's a few where people think there might be some gate to hell knocking about. So, uh, however, yeah. this path is not paved with the skulls of unbaptized babies, nor is it strewn with dry blood or satanic markings, as some rumours suggest. Those who hope to come across Satanists will find that the dusty trail leads to a gated fence topped with a rusted barbed wire, uh, covered with a sign saying, private property and beware of the dog. Hell dog. Hellhounds. Yeah. Satanists uh, prefer their mother's basement to uh, canyons. <laughs> These signs attempt to dispel those looking for adventure, but instead further entice reckless individuals to trespass. And it's easy to see why. Well, it's like, uh, was it Froglick Canyon or whatever it was called? Pope Lick. Pope Lick. Pope Lick Canyon. Why do you keep getting frogs and popes mixed up? <laughs> this is the Catholic upbringing. <laughs> Don't ask. The looming looming ramshackled gates provoke curiosity and a dense overgrowth makes it nearly impossible to see what lurks behind. Rusted chains loosely hold the gates shut. A broken warning size swings uh, petulantly in the breeze. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thumbing its nose. Thumbing its nose that passes by. (laughs) There is no sign of a guard dog anywhere. Some believe the legendary insane asylum waits beyond these gates, a place where mentally ill patients were mistreated until it burnt down in the early 1940s. I'll tell you what, these these insane asylums, they weren't good places, were they? Pick it up on that, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Took a while. Um, What lies on the other side? Gateways to hell, mistreating the patients at best, burying other people in the gardens. Yeah, all sorts. I don't know, we've had a serial killer living in the grounds for the last 30 years. That's what happens. Turning people into melon heads. Yeah. Uh, well, at, least at least there's an aim there. At least you've got a goal. I wouldn't say I agree with it, but, you know, <laughs> well, doing something. I don't have, don't have to agree with everything you do. Yeah. Um, Free country, isn't it? <laughs> I want to create a race of melon heads. <laughs> 
that's in the Constitution. Libtard. It's probably like an amendment of something, isn't it? Yeah, you're too much of a soy boy. Um, <laughs> creating a, <laughs> creating a, a race of melons. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> Making a group of uh, melon heads to own the libs. Um, according to... I'll El- tell you what, if we get another term of Trump, he'll fucking not be in <laughs> 10 years. Right after the one where he's allowed to be president for life. Mm. Well, I don't see why not. Yeah, third term, and if we win third term, automatically, the third mm. term just goes on forever, yeah. Seems fair. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Does he have many years left in him? Mm. No, I can't imagine so. Who's going to go first, him or Charles? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, King Charles. Don't know. Yeah. Let that not, that's no way to kick off a Caroline era, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. So, according to El Rancho High School student Anthony Martinez, uh, and there's an asterisk there because it's not his real name. He doesn't want to... Don't want, a, don't want uh, the government yeah. after him. That's fine if he wants to go there, uh, yeah. He says that not much happens there, in fact. It's just mostly spiders, bottles and car parts in the surrounded gating bushes. Martin has visited Temple Canyon. It's very much his origins of the home for a drunk, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sounds quite cosy. Sounds all right, yeah. Car parts. You should probably go and move there. Yeah. It's right down to the ground. (laughs) Um, So he's visited Temple Canyon numerous times and often goes at night. He's hiked the trails and heard the stories and even trespassed beyond Hell's Gate. It was a path that led up to a stop sign on someone's back garden, <laughs> said Montanez. Nothing outside the gate suggested the foundations of an asylum, with the exception of a protruding chimney-like structure that could only be seen in the distance. There's always a chance of something or someone hidden in the thick bushes, says Martinez. I didn't explore, though. I followed the loose trail, so I'll never fully know, I suppose. Hmm. So he's claiming there's a gateway to hell there. No, he's saying there isn't. Okay, so it's a gateway to hell or an asylum, or both. That's the rumours, but I think that's urban legends, which is because yeah, it's because we have we even oh yeah, there's a gateway to hell in Hacienda Heights. So is it even um, which I assume is where yeah. we're talking about? <clears throat> that's the one, and it's just basically a chain link fence. Yeah. Which they can't be bothered to maintain. Wow. Well, so, well, I mean, uh, what I mean is, indicative, I it's just, indicative of falling standards now, which is the real, which is the real hell. Like, Rumoured to have been the location of a sanatorium in the forties. Okay. So here's another thing: the true and chilling murders. On October the twelfth, two thousand and two, seventeen-year-old Gloria Linda uh, Gaxiola was shot in the head in Turnbull Canyon Road before being dragged by a car four miles to Hacienda Heights. Her body was found at the crossroads of Hacienda Boulevard and Colima Road. It is speculated that, unbeknownst to her killers, her foot had been stuck on the seatbelt. For five years, the case made little to no progress until the arrival of a new unnamed witness who ultimately led to the arrest of three suspects, uh, Abraham Acuna, Matthew Garcia and Victor uh, Monge. Was the witness a drunken Scottish man? Could have been. I just, I just want this character to be like all the way through. I think he's gone. He's gone to drunk Scottish heaven. Uh, three men said, um, she is known to have been friends with were convicted of first degree murder for the brutal killing of Gaxiola. 
The killers were afraid Gaxiola would testify against them for a robbery that they committed and decided to kill her as she was a witness of their crime. Kuna Garcia and Mange had all previously been involved with criminal activity and were eligible to face lifetime in prison with the addition of her murder. According to Whitaker Daily News article, Monge was convicted of robbery and attempted robbery respectively in 95 and 98. Kuna was also convicted of robbery in 93 and of drug possession in 98. Kuna was previously arrested in 92 for suspicion suspicion of being involved in an attempted murder, although he was never convicted. Garcia was convicted for robbery in 2000, or arrested in 08 for the murder of uh, Gaxiola, with Monge sentenced to 85 years in prison, uh, Garcia to 80, and Acuna's 55. The following year, on Tuesday, August 4, 2009, Christina Martinez was stabbed and slashed with needles and left to die. Vincent Mendoza, 21, Edward Meraz, and Jose uh, Ayala, 27, were booked on suspicion of attempted murder and kidnapping. According to Whittier Daily News article, Martinez sustained a four-inch laceration around her neck and numerous abrasions and head contusions. Martinez knew her attackers and told investigators she thought they were her friends. Martinez had been travelling with Merez and the other two men, Jose Ayala and Vincenzo Mon- uh, Mendoza. Martinez managed to climb out of the ravine and sought the help at the home of a 90-year-old Arlene Boatwright. Hmm. Merez and Mendoza were found guilty of kidnapping, assault with a deadly weapon, attempted murder and conspiracy to commit murder, and Ayala received a 39-year sentence. On March 2011, an unidentified woman's body was found hidden in one of the Turnbull, Turnbull Canyon's ravines. Parts of her bodies were missing. According to the Whittier David News, she was found 10 feet deep in an embankment where her left arm was missing and her body heavily decomposed. Her identity is yet to be discovered. There's been quite a lot of spate of uh, murders going on there. Yeah, but it looks, I mean, to be honest with you, that looks like, it's a place where people can go and hide bodies. Dump a body, so yeah. The first one just sounded like the murder happened this way, and then they dumped it there. Um, and then who knows with the the third one? And yeah, fortunately the second one managed to survive. But uh, hmm. well, like mm-hmm. I said, it's kind of a it's 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 it feels like because it's surrounded by city, it yeah. feels like somewhere where well, I mean, essentially lazy murderers would attempt to. Get rid of a body. I don't, don't want to dig a grave, Chris. Murder. Yeah, or like just go out of town. Into, you, you literally live on the edge of a desert. Um, as horrible as these real-life events were, other towns could need to be confirmed or debunked. We searched for alleged hanging tree, from which some have said a man can be seen hanging, but he disappears when you look twice. Some say it's the ghost of a man who had hung himself and that can only be seen at the time of his death. We did not find the supposed Gravity Hill or any haunted burial site. We did not encounter any occult activities. We did, however, find someone who had seen members of the Ku Klux Klan. I seen the KKK once at the top of the road, and they just harassed us by yelling us to leave. They had three large trucks, and one carried a giant American flag on the back, said Whittier resident Vanessa Gonzalez. See, K- what, KKK in California, I mean, California's always been a free state, hasn't it? So it's a bit, and mm. California fought against the South. I guess you're on the border, though, aren't you, with all of the... Not really. 
There's there is there's one town in California, I think, that is really really right wing, which is unusual because it's kind of. I don't know. I think it's maybe just a national issue now, but I mean it's not yeah. traditionally where where you'd find that's more kind of the old Confederate states, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you would have thought, but, um, I mean, yeah, don't know, truth be told. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was a hotbed of, but I honestly don't know. And as the sun slips lazily behind the hills, the creeping darkness falling over the valley pulsates with a dark energy that feeds off the excitement and fear of those who visit Turnbull Canyon. Whether it be the miscreants who gather in the dark, or thrill-seeking teenagers hoping to find a still undiscovered secret in the canyons and ravines. So there you go, that's it. Yeah, it's not near there, but I just, you know, Shasta County in... Um, oh, yeah, I know that. ...in California, which is actually north of... Um, yes, in the north of California. Um, yeah, which... Mm. There's a bit of a... Because Oregon, when it was formed, was... Um, was called a well they it was basically just meant to be like the constitution of Oregon was like only white so that kind of area up country so north in California and Oregon are on a bound on a border aren't they so guess mm-hmm. that guess that could be it I think Oregon's got its problems when it comes to well right wing radicals yes yeah, so, I mean as far as canyon goes though I mean so we yeah, there's been a few kind of like murders there, a plane crash, and then an alleged gateway to Hellstroke Asylum. Weakest part the of it. Of which. Mm. Well, let's go through the scoring system now and hey, see and see good. see what it comes up with because we never know until we go through the numbers. So, Neil, spookiness. Yeah, I guess there's there's um, I mean, quite how the canyons involved, but I guess there's some some spookiness here. Vortex, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be, going to be some ley lines. Has they done any ley line research? Done any basic ley line research? Doesn't sound like on, it. On vortex. Even though they had a team look into it. You know what I mean? Um, it's the first thing I'll be looking for. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's quite spooky. I mean, there's been a number of you know, sort of horrific attacks, murders, plane crash, um, a drunken Scottish man falling off of a horse after successfully selling his canyon. That's good. That's a bit more whimsical, isn't it? No, not the death, obviously, but uh, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I can with local stories and stuff like that. I can imagine it be an area where you'd sort of like you know get people chill them out a bit, sort of going around there, or if you were hiking through there, it'd be some quite sort of spooky stories. So it's not intrinsically huge for me that one, but yeah, I can give it a six out of ten. Six, okay. Um, I kind of. I, I kind of feel like if there's an area that's still that, that's a little bit wild that's been preserved as a bit wild, but it ends up sort of being in the middle of an urban bit, I'd, I'd be interested to know kind of if it's got a higher or lower amount of bodies being found in it than an equivalent equivalent place like I don't know, like the London Wetland Centre or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, but it's certainly got a lot of history. Um, you know, you can go all the way back. You know, it's kind of recorded history. Mm. Um, I don't know. There doesn't... The kind of stuff which I would say the spooky stuff, so like Gateway to Hell or like 
ghosts and stuff. There doesn't seem to be. It just seems to be more of a dumping ground for bodies. Um, so I guess, you know, the spookiness comes from the senseless violence that humans do on humans, so I'll give it a five. Although, mm-hmm. if I've added up my numbers correctly, there's been... If you're including 30, the plane crash. Yeah, with the plane crash, there's 32 dead. Mm. So, you know, you yeah, get up but, to 35, that's when the gateway opens. Oh, all right. Okay. You see. All right, well, watch your space. So, yeah. um, believability. Well, um, the history and everything's all believable, and a lot of this stuff's recorded, so the plane crashing's perfectly believable. There's been bodies found, and someone survived. Um is it so? Is the is the hauntedness or the or whatever of the canyon believable? Is there a vortex, or is there some sort of evil energy which is causing all this? Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's got a pretty it's got a pretty pretty good uh, body count, hasn't it? So, but you know whether that's just you know there was a plane crash which may be kind of. Um, I mean, that's definitely Jake the stats, but, you know, fair yeah. play. Um, you know, is it the spirit of First Nations people angry? Again, probably not. <laughs> because, you know, no. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole of America. Um, yeah. but I mean, you know, that, I mean, that all of these things have happened and have happened. So, I mean, the, the, the supernatural element, not really, and the asylum probably not. Although there is that chimney, so we don't know. But I mean, all the rest of the stuff's happened, and but you know, we know it. So I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to give it an eight for believability. Now, you're a bit higher than me because I think the believability is around. I mean, yes, there have been documented murders around there, and but you, you know, and there's been a plane crash. But you know, these things can happen. Um, whether they're whether I believe it's sort of due to the, and whether people in general would believe that those are due to the hauntedness of the canyon. Because um, I'm not getting a great deal of a sense from the people that they're necessarily buying to the, the whole the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, take your point. There's a whole bunch of kind of like, you know, real things that have happened, but them being due to it being a sort of... But that's what would build up the urban legend, isn't it? So you go, oh, that gate, oh, that's Gateway Tell and stuff. You know, it's like when you're a kid and you've got a local park and, you know, like kids just make stuff up, like, oh, yeah, behind that door, like, goes into a secret complex or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go five out of ten on this one for me. Okay, no. Uh, so um, narrative premise, Neil? Not a lot connecting the different um, incidents, really, is there? It's kind of like... As you say, it just because it's. I don't know. There's. Uh, I quite like the start. I mean, we spent a lot of time with our Scottish mate. That's good, but then he just kind of dies on his horse, or, or shortly after, you know, stacking it off of his horse. Um, I don't know. I think again, I'm a bit torn here. I'm probably going to be sort of fairly down the middle for most of these. I think this you could. You could make a little mini series or a film out of it. I don't think there's loads in there, but I think the idea that probably there's not a really good inciting incident. So he gets murdered supposedly, but you know, is that enough to make a canyon haunted? Could it be a cult of Quakers who live in the canyon and are killing these people? Yeah, because you've got you've got the sort of like you know um, 
Native American stuff, but I don't you know that's that's a bit bit of a worn trope now. I don't yeah. know, that's, don't want to go with that anymore. Um, and then it's just because you know if it's like he'd lost his wife and kids and then you know been murdered or something. Do you know what I mean? You, you want something dramatic? He's just a drama Scots guy. <laughs> yeah, he, you know he was gonna he was gonna talk it one 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 sooner or later. Frankly, um, yeah, it's good. You could do something, but it's not. There's not a lot to tie the things together. I don't think. And Spooky Canyon doesn't really, yeah. I don't. I think that's that's a that's a one and done on Netflix. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a three. I think not a lot in this for me. Um, so there's been enough stuff that's gone on there that you could you could tie it all together to it being a you know like um. There being like it being an evil area or something, and however you want to, whether it's the Scott Scottish guy haunting it or whatever. Like if he'd done something really evil, or he was running the insane asylum, or do you know what I mean? It just needs it needs a stronger. It just needs a stronger thread to talk. Anyway, sorry. That's all right. Um, so I mean, you could you could do you could do like a you could do a series around it and the people who live around it and sort of weird stuff happening. You change the facts, yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, that's that's story. Monday Twin Peaks. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, again, it's 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 a series of incidents rather than rather than a narrative per se. Um, so, I mean, it's not <clears throat> it's not very high. So, I'm going to give it a four. And reach. So, I had not heard of this one. I would. I don't know how big it's. There doesn't seem to be a lot lot kind of about it tv series or anything like that it kind of feels like a, a proper kind of local urban legends like all oh, that stuff happens yeah. there no but episode on supernatural i don't think so mm. um no it doesn't look like it i mean well so there was um so there was the, so it's been in a couple of um document you know sort of you know history yeah, yeah, yeah. style documentaries but um Beyond that, it doesn't seem to have a big... I mean, I would imagine it's probably fairly well-known in L.A. Yeah. Which is what makes it surprising that it's not a film yet. But um, yeah. So I don't think it's got very big reach. So I'm going to go for... and Well, it's the one thing which I'd say, which is it slightly bigger reach than it probably would have otherwise, is it appears that it's been there since... Pretty much, there's been stuff going on there since the start of the Europeans getting to the west coast of America. So you know, it's been there. One, it was still under Mexican rule, etc. So that's kind of part of the story. So it's got a reasonable time history. Well, we didn't really hear any of those incidents, did we? So how much of that is projected back? I don't know. So I'm going to give it a three now. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, likewise, it feels like one that's kind of like the local area. I get that it's probably been on some History Channel documentaries, but they just go looking for this stuff these days. I don't think you can find Unlike it. us. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I like saying it has some reach because it's been on a podcast, but it was just us. Um, or one of the many podcasts that do these things. But um, as I presume there are. Uh, Inferior podcasts. I don't know. I haven't listened to them, Chris. That's a, oh, I'd, have have to. To, I'd have to imagine so. <laughs> I'll listen to one of those one day. That'd be good. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't think it's kind of probably probably got much of a reach. The fact that it's not been any, the fact as you say that it's um it's in that part of America and there's been no TV, not been invented any TV shows or 
movies or anything like that. Not even a knockoff straight to DVD bit of business or straight to steaming. Streaming? Steaming? Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Okay, and that gives us a overall score of 36, which feels about right. Yeah. It was a yeah nice little bit, but it's do you know what it's it's it it uh it overpromised and underdelivered Chris in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It, it came but, in high, but it didn't really have a lot to tie it together. Yeah, it's all mouth, no trousers. Yeah, as we as we say in the East End. Um, okay, well that's uh, that's another canyon looked at. Um, I'll be honest with you, we've looked at two canyons, and I've been underwhelmed by yep. both. the both the stories, so... Does not their natural splendour inspire the enough? Well, it inspires the enough, but it doesn't... Um... No, I'm just saying, why, need to, why, why they need to make up these stories? Yeah, what was yeah. the other one? The Slaughterhouse Canyon, that was Oh, it. yeah. Well, that was... See, that, had a, that at least had a stronger... Narrative. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't his, his wife murder the kids or something, wasn't that, that was the base of that one? Yeah, but that's like the basis of about ninety percent of the other legends. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, but you know, it's it's, it's, it's yeah, it had a story. It's, it's a classic kind of. It had yeah. a story, whereas this one actually has some stuff that. This happened. one had a drunk Scotsman, and you know, yeah, and a plane crash. That's true. Yeah. Um, and some unfortunate recent events. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to be wary of canyons in future. But um, if any of you at home know any good canyon that, like that's better than this, or worse but funnier, then uh, do get in contact at uh, .legends.podcast at gmail.com. Um, but apart from that, uh, Neil and I are going to go and put our black arm bands on. And um, You we see do... I'm already wearing black, Chris. Yep, you're, you're um, officially in mourning. You're black... Uh, Paddington Bear outfit, and um, yeah, we're just going to go and have a have a probably spend the rest of the day in quiet contemplation. So, uh, see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.